Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 407th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give, my, give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is obviously the successful return of the NFL, who deserves all credit for saying from day one that the season would start on time and never wavering for a moment and that's exactly what happened uh, with over the weekend, of course, Thursday night's game, and then yesterday's full slate of Sunday games, all coming off as originally scheduled the week of uh, you know September tenth through thirteenth, and it was practically felt like a public service to America, <clears throat> um, given all that all of us have been through over the past six months. And to have this become basically the first thing that uh, was scheduled or that came off as scheduled. (laughs) Um, It just seems like in the world of postponements and cancellations and uh, redos and whatnot, uh, that there was just something so refreshing and normal, most importantly normal, about uh, having something Start on time. Granted, the NFL has had their calendar on the on its side from day one. Uh, whether it's the Super Bowl played before the pandemic uh, kicked in, or uh, you know, having a, a strategy and approach that so far is so good uh, with the start of this season. The one thing, of course, missing were fans, except uh, some fans in Kansas City on Thursday night, obviously, for the opener, and Jacksonville was the only stadium with some fans in it yesterday, and couldn't help myself. I uh, went over to nearby Gillette Stadium and uh, just had to see what the atmosphere was like, and it was uh, rather eerie. Uh I was on a landing. There's an area that surrounds Gillette Stadium called Patriot Place. Restaurants, retail, that type of thing. But they have a nice landing where you can kind of look into the stadium, not necessarily see the field, but you can certainly see the stands, which obviously were empty. Uh, And uh, I wasn't alone. There were certainly, you know, what I'll call a handful, 
a big handful of people. Uh, but, you know, the truth is the kickoff occurred, the first couple plays of the game occurred, and you wouldn't even know that anything was occurring. Uh, but standing on this landing, uh, is a mat to the right was the stadium and to the left is a massive TV screen at, uh, what's known as a CBS sports club, uh, a restaurant, uh, which was packed because uh, you can also kind of look into the stadium and hear if there's anything to hear, uh, what's happening. But, uh, so it was just very strange so again, a number of restaurants uh, right in that area, the shadow of Gillette Stadium, and all pretty full with outside dining. Um, everybody, of course, had the games on with uh, the game on with audio, that type of thing. Uh, so you know, there was reaction, cheering, what have you, uh, occurring at the restaurants as you kind of walk down the middle surrounded and flanked by restaurants on each side but we're talking at most you know hundreds of people obviously not the 70,000 we're used to on game day Sunday in Foxborough but you know not complaining it was just uh interesting to see I couldn't help but uh you know want to see what the new normal at least for now looked like and felt like Again, you know, the outside dining, the restaurants were pretty robust with the cheering, but by no means is it the same as, you know, what we're used to. And that was repeated, of course, in basically every city in the NFL hosting games yesterday, uh, except for Jacksonville. And what did go on inside Gillette Stadium was, of course, my bizarre story of the week, which was uh, as a longtime Patriot season ticket holder, Watching Tom Brady up close and personal for the past 20 years. It was bizarre to watch on TV <laughs> Cam Newton uh, run an offense where he was basically plowing over people. Uh, haven't seen that in 20 years from the quarterback position at, uh, uh, with the Patriots. But uh, his two TD runs... Gave him 60 for his career, which is the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in NFL history. That's pretty amazing. He looked good. He completed, you know, a high percentage of his passes, most of them short, a couple of them with some uh, longer runs tacked on. But, you know, from a Patriot perspective, you couldn't ask for anything more from Cam Newton's debut. And uh, so that was just awesome. Uh, on the flip side, my low light of the week was watching Tom Brady, uh, look bad. There's no other way to say it in his game against the saints through two picks, won a pick six and suddenly and oddly he's, uh, he's on, they were showing some lists last evening where, you know, he's throwing a pick six, I guess, in three straight games and, and just like. Uh, let's just say the type of list we haven't been used to seeing Tom Brady on. Um, but, you know, I'm a big Brady fan. It's given me a lot of joy over the past 20 years. And, uh, and you know, going into the Superdome, even though it didn't have any fans, the Saints are a good team. It's just that simple. They've been around together a while. The Bucks have not. So clearly they showed... Uh, through various miscommunications, especially on the 
first pick where Mike Evans didn't do what Tom Brady thought he might do. Um, you know, just going to take some time, some game time. You know, there were no preseason games. Just going to take some time. Uh, you know, that's really, uh, you know, all there is to it. And uh, it was just, again, uh, different. Different to see from Cam Newton at quarterback of the Patriots to Tom Brady as quarterback of the Bucks and a whole lot and no fans. It was a uh, a Sunday like no other. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 
Well, thank you for calling in as always. And I was, of course, uh, spent the first segment talking totally about the NFL reopening on time yesterday. Uh, basically, you know, it was the highlight of the week, which is uh, the NFL, uh, who deserves all credit for saying from day one, the season would start on time. They never wavered for a moment, and the season indeed started on time. And uh, for me, AP, it, it practically felt like a public service for America, <laughs> you know, to have an NFL Sunday <laughs> right, right. after all we've been through, all of us, after all we've been through, yeah. to have an NFL Sunday of all things, something that is, you know, America's campfire, Uh actually come off on time, no postponements, no cancellations, no nothing. Uh, fortunately, no fans either, but that's okay. Uh, no, can't be greedy. Uh, we had games, and we had NFL Red Zone and games all day, all evening, and it was just uh, spectacular. And, you know, take away the fans, and everything looked normal coming across on TV, I'd say. Yeah, it did, John. Uh, the interesting, one of the interesting features, I mean, facets of the broadcast was the piped-in sound. Did you yes. enjoy that, or would you prefer just to have it just the natural uh, environment? I don't mind it. I've kind of gotten used to it a little bit with NBA and NHL bubble games. Um, I kind of right. liked it. Uh, I also said right at the top of the show, you know, I couldn't help myself but go over to Gillette Stadium, walk around. I was literally looking at the stadium when the kickoff occurred. At that moment, there was no piped-in sound. Uh, the Dolphins received the kickoff and, of course, ran their first couple downs. So there was complete quiet AP. I mean, uh, you, mm-hmm. I think you've been there. You know, you can kind of look in the stadium, but you can't really see the field yeah. from a certain landing and uh, near CBS Sports Club. And the kickoff in the first few plays occurred AP, and there was no sound. It was just weird. You would never have known anything was occurring, let alone an NFL game. And then Cam right. Newton's debut, and yet all I had to do was just turn my head to the left uh, versus looking at the stadium on the right, and there's a massive screen outside attached to CBS Sports Scene, and I mean massive, like the size of a billboard. And there's the game <laughs> on, and it was like right. just weird. Um, not complaining, just glad there was a game going on. I walked through Gillette Stadium uh, with the Patriot Place surrounding Gillette Stadium, outside dining, restaurants, all everybody, of course, had the game on, the outside of restaurants, and uh, to a large degree, a certain degree, the inside, you know, were, were packed. And, you know, you could, and fans were cheering, and it was a robust, you know, cool atmosphere. Um, and then that's when I started to hear kind of the sound being pumped in. Uh, by that time, Patriots had the ball, stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it was pretty cool, but <laughs> nowhere near what, you know, I've been used to for 20 plus years of game day Sunday <laughs> being 70,000 and me being inside, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. Right, I mean, right. I'm just glad there no, was a game. No. It was fun to go. It was worth going over. It was eerie, but it was nonetheless, uh, you, you know. The outside dining restaurant 
atmosphere was it was kind of cool. Numerous restaurants, you know, all packed for outside dining. Beautiful day. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so a long-winded answer to your question that yeah, I'm I'm okay with the sound being pumped in. Um, you know, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, I, I was good with it. Uh, and how about you? Yeah, I, I liked watching the games. I mean, uh, I'd like to hear just the sounds at the stadium without the pipe to music just one time, just to evaluate. It, it was nice to see some football. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, I think if they can, if they can get through three or four games, I think they're going to be fine. I, I believe that on the collegiate right. level as well. It'll take a few weeks to sort it out. We all know how that works. It's, you know, the general 14-day, you know, time frame where if there's going to be positive tests, they're going to surface typically in the first 14 days or so. So, yeah, we're a couple weeks away from declaring at least opening weekend a success, but it, it all looks good for the moment. Uh, And AP, you know, and it's good to have Sunday, you know, uh, Sunday roll right into Sunday night because last night, good game, Rams, Cowboys. But what really fascinated me, AP, was, uh, you know, the new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. I saw it under construction. Uh, it was at LA, come out of LAX last year, uh, October, November time frame. And there it was, a little bit off in the distance, but not too far. And I could see. Uh, the construction right there, and boy, AP, it just looked absolutely spectacular from translucent translucent roof where the sun can come in to open on the sides where breezes can come through or you can be looking at the mountains or the Pacific Ocean. What I loved was the big plaza, you know, in front, uh, just massive. Um, and it just, you know, water out, out in front, like little waterfalls and stuff. I mean, (laughs) it, it, it was perfectly LA is what I would say. Just perfect for LA and basically the most beautiful stadium in the world is what the announcers were saying, Chris Collingsworth and the like. And I wouldn't argue based on my glimpse of it under construction in a, a little less than a year ago, as well as what we were all seeing last night. Yeah, I would love to visit that stadium. I actually yes. uh, drove by the construction a few years oh, ago, so, John, when they were oh, erecting so that stadium in Englewood. Yeah, in, in Englewood. Correct. Yes, yeah. I, we we drove by, and uh, it was massive at that time. And massive. Yeah, I, I can't wait to wait. Can't wait to visit that stadium. Me too. Well, there's going to be a Super Bowl there. I believe it's next year. Of course. This February is Tampa. I believe the 2022 will be SoFi Stadium. I think they're also scheduled for the Olympics. They referenced that last night. Um, It's just, again, perfect for the city of Los Angeles. And, and, you know, it was a good game to boot. Uh, Frankly, the Cowboys look like the old Cowboys, where the Rams look like the old Rams, but of two years ago, as opposed to last year. I, of course, watched Hard Knocks with the Rams and the Chargers, so I had a good feel for the Rams, and I was really glad to see them come out and, uh, you know, play with pace, as the announcer said. Uh, 
you know, they just looked more like two years ago than last year, which was a disappointing season for them coming off that Super Bowl year appearance. And, uh, yeah, you know, I like the Rams. And, you know, Hard Knocks had shown some activity with both teams, the Chargers and the Rams, both inhabitants of the new SoFi field, uh, SoFi Stadium, whatever. And, you know, so already had a good look at it inside and out, but nothing quite like last night where NBC just did a fabulous job uh, giving you a feel for the place. But Cowboys, AP, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys, I mean, they just fell short. uh, I'm sure they're very disappointed uh, because they could have won that game. It was there. It was there. But the Rams, in my mind, really outplayed them. I mean, the Rams seemed to control it from the opening drive, which was, you know, a whole lot of passes to Robert Woods. And they basically went right down the field. (laughs) Um, And I thought (laughs) set the tone for the game. Uh, And the Cowboys, you know, simply, uh, you know, to their credit, hung with them. Uh, Never let it get out of hand. It went down to the final quarter and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, and AP, there were other games to watch that were interesting. Uh, you know, Jacksonville, the only stadium yesterday with fans. Chiefs had some on Thursday night in the opener. But Gardner Minshew went 19 out of 20 for three TDs uh, to lead the Jaguars over the Colts. And I know we're, a lot of people were talking today about the upsets of, you know, Cardinals beating the Niners in San Francisco, Washington uh, beating the Eagles, uh, and and beating up <laughs> Carson Wentz. Uh, but, you know, I thought Menchu, I thought that was a really significant game. Number one, the stats are amazing. Number two, everybody expected the Jaguars to be basically awful as they've, you know, completely practically disassembled the AFC championship game that I had team that I watched and lose to the Patriots a couple years ago, but look really good. And it's like, that's a distant memory. So they were supposed to be bad, but yet they won the game and looked pretty good and played with passion. So I thought that was a, a an undertold big story from yesterday. Yeah, John, because as you said, people expect Trevor that, that to be the Trevor Lawrence destination, Jacksonville. And and then Gardner Minshew puts on that type of performance, 19 of 20. Yes. I'm, and, and I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I could be wrong, but. Well, know. they might not be in a position to at number one if they keep playing like that. And there's just something. <laughs> yeah. Something very likable about Gardner Minshew, his enthusiasm, his look, and most importantly, his performance. Yeah. Uh, the guy's a winner, generally speaking, I think. That's how I view him. Um, so, yeah, yeah, John, for those people who don't know his story, he was uh, slated to be a backup quarterback at Alabama for his graduate year. And oh, I didn't in the know that. In the last few moments in the spring, yeah, the, and you know, I spoke to him uh, – of a number of times, uh, I was at the Manning Passing Academy in Louisiana, and, and I spoke to him, I think, at the Senior Bowl as well. But he was slated to be the backup quarterback to watch uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungabailoa. And, and uh next thing you know, he's getting a call from Mike Leach of Washington State and leading that team to an excellent season. 
Correct. getting a chance to play in the NFL. Now he's a starting quarterback. And, and he, he was essentially going to be at Alabama to sit on the bench and be close to Nick Saban and learn and maybe go into coaching, possibly something like that. And here he is, starting quarterback in the NFL. Wow. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he's uh, and he got the job when Nick Foles got injured. So that's how, you know, uh, he got the starting position with the Jags. And so, AP, you know, when you talked with him or whatnot, uh, did you like him? I mean, he seems to have like a, just a great personality, yeah. charismatic in a, in a certain way. Yeah, I liked him immediately, John. I, and I don't have to say that. I mean, but I did. I, right. I liked Gardner and and cool. he was just real cordial and friendly and, and seemed like he was very appreciative. And in this day and age, you don't find that often uh, some of the, with some of the players. So he's he's hungry, and he knows that his life took a turn. It was a seminal moment for him to get that phone call from Mike Leach and have a chance to, uh, you know, be in his system. So yeah, Gardner, I, I would he's somebody. If we're picking teams, I want him on my side, and he's one of my early picks. Correct. And we're back to my statement of a few minutes ago, where I, I, he just strikes me as a winner, and. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's kind of like a sneaky star, uh, you know, on the horizon in the NFL, if he's not there to a degree already. And, uh, yeah, again, to, coming off the season they had, you know, the year they had from getting, you know, from letting Jalen Ramsey talk his way out of town to the Rams to losing just big names from that you know, impressive team that got to the AFC championship game a couple of years, beating the Steelers right along the way in Pittsburgh and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. So, uh, yeah. good for him. It, it, good for him and good for the Jacks. Oh yeah. oh yeah. John, you know, he has fun with his notoriety. Correct. He does. Exactly. He, yeah. he does. He doesn't take himself seriously at all. Yeah, takes the game had, uh, seriously, but not himself. Yeah, right, not too seriously, and that's a, a good quality. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, right. If you said, I, my impression of Gardner is that he is a fun guy. Period. Just that simple. Yes, and that's yes. a compliment. So, see if the fun, see if he can keep the fun going. And uh, AP, hard to believe we're quickly at the end of our. First segment, so why don't we take a break now and still plenty to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. 
Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. We're some America listeners. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking NFL. uh, Sorry, I'm looking at breaking news here. We were talking NFL last segment. We're going to talk a little more, but I'm just seeing... Big Ten meeting does not result in vote to start football season. Wow. So, AP, this is on ESPN as we speak. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's breaking news. Um, So, AP, that we kind of knew that they met yesterday. And the news yesterday was that there might be a vote coming. But if I read that, I believe I read it correctly. And as long as it's not old news, it's uh, breaking news. And uh, if it's uh, assuming that's the case, AP, uh, that's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because. uh, Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I mean, you're seeing things, uh, headlines, Big Ten may play football, but. Maybe not all the schools will participate. Right. Wow. So, um, and then, then the other thing, you know, the date that I saw, John, was maybe the 17th of October. So right. I was just looking at the calendar, just trying to count out the weeks. And if you start on the 17th, you can fit in 10 games through the 19th of December, which doesn't leave you probably a week. If you wanted to play a championship, You'd have to play on the 26th of December, let's say, and the playoffs begin the following Friday 
on January 1st. So, but the committee would be picking the teams probably on the 19th. So I don't know how they can wait uh, past the 17th uh, to to start their season. I would I would think that maybe the 10th would be much better for them. They could come to some agreement, but that's uh, you know that gives them a couple weekends here before they start this season. It won't be this weekend, not the following, but the third weekend, they, uh, the the fourth weekend if they start on the 10th of. Um, or no, it would be three weekends, I guess, to start on the, the 10th of October, you know. Yeah, it'd be this, will be the one, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, it'd be the fourth weekend they could start, which I think would be pr- plenty of time. Okay, and AP, let me just interject here. I went right onto the ESPN website. It appears what they're referring mm-hmm. to is perhaps what I was reading, and it was just the crawl at the bottom that they met yesterday, which I said, but they did not vote. Mm-hmm. And it does say... And this is a story written last night. Uh, a formal mm-hmm. vote is expected in the next few days. So I may have jumped the gun there a little bit. Tough to keep it all straight. Uh, hey, John, so it's a fluid situation. <laughs> it's very fluid. So maybe I just, uh, you know, there wasn't, I, I read the line that was there. So if, uh, so maybe a vote is still possible. Um, but you're right. It's fluid. It's fluid. Everything you said is 100% true. They vote this afternoon. It's, uh, you know, the timetable mm-hmm. you laid out there is still very applicable. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say, John, look, if I'm, if I'm the Big Ten, I want to be part of this college football playoff because you know they will be to get some money. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not playing for, you know, just good old state U. Um, it's the 14th of September. You have this weekend, the 19th, the 26th, the 3rd of October. I would try to start on the 10th as opposed to the 17th, and then you'd have those, I believe it would be the 10 weeks, Then you could play your championship on the 19th like the other conferences, and then they make the selection on the 20th for the team. So I would, I mean, you have to imagine, John, that all these teams, even though they've been on hold, that they've been doing things with anticipation that they might get a call to play some football. So I don't think it's too outrageous or beyond the um, capabilities of the coaching staff and the trainers and the doctors and the team itself to be ready for October 10th. Oh, not at all. They're still all working out on game day, college game day on ESPN Saturday morning. They had James Franklin and Ryan Day both vociferous yeah. in their desire to play, especially Ryan Day, by the way. He's he's become, well, you know, uh, yeah. he's, shall we say, burst onto the scene as uh, with last year's well, great yeah. team and season, and now he's acting as a spokesperson, very visible. I give him a lot of credit. Yeah. Coming out of the shadow of Urban Meyer, that's pretty impressive. And uh, But, yeah, absolutely, AP, and that's what we've been hearing. I mean, my, I guess my thought would be, Pretty simple. If I'm the Big Ten, based on what I've seen in high school, college, and of course yesterday with the NFL, um, I, I think it all looks pretty good. And, you know, what all the players are asking, 
apparently I've been reading a lot of stories as I'm sure you have is, you know, why are they playing able to play and we're not? And now, you know, that just got ratcheted up because now the, they playing includes the NFL. It already included college and high school. <laughs> um, so right. yeah, everybody, in fact, here, here's a better clarification of it. I, I believe that Ohio state is in general, the only team, in Ohio, not playing. <laughs> Obviously, the Bengals and the Browns played yesterday. Uh, other right. schools, high schools and colleges in Ohio, I believe, are playing. But Ohio it's State Cincinnati. is not. Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. University of Cincinnati, there you go. Uh, in the American. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. that's the question I'm asking. You know, if I'm a Big Ten president... You know, we're back to the same original argument, AP, which I always said, you know, mm -hmm. they should have waited till at least Labor Day before announcing what they were going to do, before announcing mm -hmm. they were going to postpone slash cancel the season. Uh, and now I think, you know, a week later with the NFL having a full slate under its belt is even more uh, evidence, you know, to make a decision, shall we say. Uh, and yeah. frankly, they're lucky, AP, based on the timetable you just listed out. They, it's not too late. Here we sit on September 14th. No, no. And, uh, you know, and uh, I think if they do in the, this week and vote to go to have a season, there's enough time to have one and still be eligible for the college football playoff. So uh, yeah. it, it, there you go. John, John, let me ask you this question. I think the Big Ten actually plays nine conference games. Is that correct? I think they do. I think it's yeah, nine. I think you're right about that. Yeah. And so they could play that 10th game just like the SEC, and this would be a true indication of, of the best teams in each league. Uh, you know, the, it, it'd be the, the fairest system they've had in years because, you know, the SEC just plays the eight games and then the – one game for the championship is nine, Big Ten plays a nine, and the one game for the championship, which is ten. And so you're not playing all the teams in your league, but uh, now you'd be playing possibly 11 different teams, you know, or you're playing ten and somebody, you're playing someone twice for the championship. Yeah, well... You're right, AP. It's a representative, and whether it's nine games or ten, I'm, I, I don't think anybody would be complaining, certainly from the Big Ten side no. or even the SEC side. You know, we played ten and they played nine. I, I think everybody's happy to, to take yeah, what we I, can get I, in I, this I, atmosphere. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know? I, and I always thought that that was petty. You know, you play nine, we play eight, so uh, I'm, yeah. I'm superior to you. I, I thought that was about as petty as it gets. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, Anybody who's hanging on to that kind of thinking in this environment of what we've been for the last six months and happy right. with, 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 with whatever we get. Uh, no. You know, it's just John, not applicable anymore. Yeah, John, we haven't heard from the Pac-12 very much. I mean, they were trying to find the, the, the proper testing, I guess, and that was going to uh, propel them to maybe start the season. But I haven't heard much out of them. I haven't had a chance to check those reports that they were going to get to playing college football again. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, AP. I, I, I've been a little mystified myself. Last I heard, and I think Larry Scott may have uh, been on uh, 
I saw him on TV recently as waiting a new type of test that might pull the trigger. But it just feels like, with a whole lot of evidence, that they're just like, you know, almost like the Big Ten's little brother and just waiting for the Big Ten to make a decision and they'll act accordingly now. We all know the Pac-10 and Big Ten have a long-standing arrangement called the Rose Bowl. So they go back a whole lot. I'm going to be perfectly honest, AP. I I didn't realize that, like, you know, as the Big Ten goes, apparently so goes the Pac-12 or whatever it is. Pac-12. Pac-12, yeah. Uh, You know, John, this this particular year, John, this particular year, that's the semifinal game. Right. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, let me just ask you. You know more than me. When it comes to college football, you are the expert. And AP, did you know this until sort of this when they, you know, after the Big Ten postponed slash canceled the season, that within minutes it felt like the Pac-12 did the same. Did you know that <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. kind of like the relationship? Did you under? I, I never really knew that. I mean, I, I, I know was just that it's a strong, strong bond. I mean, be, be, because when you interview head coaches from the Big Ten and the uh, Pac-12, more than likely they're discussing we won the Rose Bowl or we, we've been in the Rose Bowl X amount of years consecutively or we want to represent our league in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that, that topic comes up in the conversations. Yeah, so it's rooted in the Rose Bowl, which is, goes back yes, whatever. yes. A hundred years or whatever it yeah. does, and uh, yeah, they, I've been to they, a they came up with it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, to they know. kind of they that's... kind of exclude. Yeah, 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 they kind of excluded those teams, John. Uh, you know, after Alabama played in the '46 Rose Bowl, I think it was, and then they started going whenever they came up with that pack between it was the oh, okay. pack eight at the time, and then the Big Ten. So it's been quite a while. There was just two, those two conferences strictly. So it didn't start out that way, but that's where it ended up. It's still in force today. Right. I went to the 95 right. Rose Bowl between Penn State and Oregon, so mm-hmm. I get it. Like I've been to the Rose Bowl, and believe me, it's it's special enough to, you know, to create the strong bond that you just referenced. So I, I get it. I just didn't – maybe I didn't realize it was that strong. <laughs> but we've all found out <laughs> it is uh, here in recent yes. weeks. Yes. Or, Ever a month ago. Uh, AP, we're at the end of our second break. It's a second segment. So why don't we take our final break? Still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, A.P., my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the return of Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The Steelers at the Giants uh, in the first of of two Monday Night Football games. Uh, Titans-Broncos, I believe, is the other game, the late game. But AP, uh, it was a tough choice because we have uh, Nuggets-Clippers game seven tomorrow night. We have the U.S. Open starting Thursday, golf. And NHL playoffs going on. But the return of Big Ben is just a massive storyline, especially for me growing up uh, in in Western Pennsylvania. It's... uh, uh, seismic event, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to that game, AP. Oh, yeah, people want to know if Big Ben could come back and the clock's still ticking on time. Uh, they, they just, because Pittsburgh, I mean, ever since the Steelers of the 70s have been one of the teams that's, uh, you know, that people like to watch across this country. So it's always of interest to see if, uh, ben Roethlisberger, you know, is going to be healthy and can lead his team to the playoffs and have a chance for another Super Bowl because the Steelers and the 49ers and Cowboys, uh, they're the ones who lead the, the Super Bowl numbers, I believe, right? So those three, oh, is that right? And the Patriots, no, and the Patriots, right? Those four? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Steelers are a true national team. Yeah. Heck, the NFL went to them to yeah. ask them if they wanted to be America's team before they ever went to the Cowboys. We're talking back in the 70s. And <laughs> you could easily make the case that they are America's team. And 
Nobody travels like yes. Steeler Nation. I mean, AP, if things were no. normal and crowds were allowed into sports events, uh, this is a game I might have considered driving, you know, under four hours from Boston down to sea. That's how big it is. I mean, I, yes. I might have gone to New yes. York, to the Meadowlands, mm -hmm. to watch, uh, you know, to watch this game tonight. So this uh, this is huge. This is this is a balance of power game in the NFL. It just is. I mean, if Ben is yes. Ben, if not, an, you know, we all hope maybe an improved Ben, so to speak, bionic arm, whatever. Uh, yes. Then we're talking. The Steelers are right back. Uh, in the hunt, and if Ben is not Ben, or God forbid he gets injured, uh, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> no. So we're, we're all anxious it, to see him. It, it's, it's, no, it's been a year. And the, the TV executives, if the Steelers are good, the TV executives are happy, and the NFL is as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's... A fascinating, it's, uh, I consider it, for me, it's a must-watch game, but I think for all football fans, it, it borders on being a must-watch game. I mean, who, who isn't just, if you're in any way a football fan, you are intrigued to see what Bren Roethlisberger does tonight, uh, at minimum. Um, so yeah, AP, um, should be fun, and... Uh, yeah, look, just looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I mentioned the Nuggets Clippers tomorrow night at 7. And like everybody, I mean, before NFL started, I was all in on NBA and NHL. But it was like yesterday was so consuming with the NFL. I kind of like last evening somewhere during the middle of the Rams-Cowboys game, I said, oh, I wonder if there's an NBA game today. <laughs> Would I ever? Would I ever? Yeah. yeah. Looked it up, AP, right. and saw that the Nuggets had come back to beat the Rams after being down by whatever, 15 or so, for the second game in a row, come back victory and forced a game mm -hmm. seven. I was like, whoa. So let's not forget, yeah. they come back from 3-1 to win the previous series against, uh, who was it? Tough to keep it all straight these days, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the team myself, John, but... Uh well, yeah, they, the, the, they've made it interesting, you know, at a, at a minimum. Right. <laughs> exactly right. The Nuggets are, uh, you have to put them away because they keep coming. And again, game seven tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, it is going to be, uh, you know, really interesting uh, to watch and see if they can continue, uh, you, you know, what they've been doing. So... Uh, look forward to that. The Tampa Bay Lightning are uh, looking good on the hockey front. Um, I went to a Lightning Bruins game last March in Tampa. Awesome experience. So, good day for Tampa Bay yesterday. They had uh, the Lightning and the Bucks playing at the exact same time. The Bucks with Brady's debut. So, pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a good Sunday, good weekend. More college football. We saw Clemson for the first time and. Yes, North Carolina, when they tell the pros, you know, yeah, we, yeah, Clemson, I mean, Dabble keeps saying this is his best team, one of his best teams, or best team possibly, so uh, we'll find out, and, and in this wild year of college football and professional football and sports in general, 
I'm just hoping they can get through the first three or four games, and I believe they can make it through the season if that happens. I agree. I agree. This is the key month. And AP, can't leave without letting our listeners know they beat the Utah Jazz. They come back from 3-1 to beat the Utah Jazz, the as the, the Nuggets Jazz. did. Uh, and that was the great shootouts mm-hmm. between, of course, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Jamal Murray. Um, so, yeah, fascinating game, to say the least. And then AP, U.S. Open, Not uh, speaking of New York, right down the road from me, mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Open at winged foot. Uh, that, that, you know, could have been a great week, AP, uh, if things were normal. Mm-hmm. Go down to... Uh, for the Steelers game, stick around and go to Wingfoot for U.S. Open. That that probably would have been my week, uh, but not to be this year. Add it to the list of disappointments, right? Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, this year, from early on, it's been cancellations and yep. disappointments. Yep. Well, I can't be too upset. I mean, I'd have loved to have been at both of them in the same light. I'm glad both are recurring. We'll take what we can get. That's the new motto for now. And AP, I just want to uh, thank you for calling in as always and lending us your expertise. And great show. And now we we've really got football rolling, and it's uh, it's a it's a great world right now in that regard. It sure is. Thank you so much, John, for having me on the show. Thank you, AP, and uh, look forward to doing it all again next week and talking with you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we'll do it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.